I truly, from the deepest bottom of my heart, and I'm going to go ahead and speak for Miss Batavia, her heart too. We hope that you have not had your first frost. We have not had ours yet, and we're holding on strong. And that's why we are here today to give you all a garden update for November. What is going on in our gardens this month? Right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. Um, yes, yeah, so I was a little dramatic and I'm not going to have a frost. I'm not even going to be close, but I know that I speak for you and that you are in any day type situation. So, yeah, by the time this airs, my first average frost should have already passed October the 29th. But my 14 day forecast says that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 14 days is a long time to forecast. It is, but I've been watching this 14-day forecast, and it's been I've been watching it for like 14 days, right? And it's it's um yeah yeah I'm feeling yeah. good, man. Well, I mean, hell, you remember the TV guide back in the day? Yeah, of course. They couldn't even forecast the TV shows 14 days out, <laughs> <laughs> so and that's supposed to be a schedule. Yeah, but. so we're um we've we have uh 30s, so a lot of 50s uh, as a low, some 40s. And once you get down to the 30s, even in like 38, 39, you and I both know that it could, especially with a 14 day forecast, that thing can shift downward. And there we are with some uh, some frost. So, And it also depends on the microclimate around your garden. Mm-hmm. Oh, there my it gosh. Is. There it so is. So I was, um, I'm getting my weekends mixed up. Yeah, this like maybe within the last week, let's just call it that. So I was pulling up some plants in a container and a grow bag and, you know, I was fluffing up the soil or whatever. And it was like freezing, like so much so where my fingertips were cold. Now this is also the same person that is basically doing laps around the garden to try to keep warm because once that cold catches me, you know, it's done. Are you wearing socks yet? No, I'm not. Okay. And I'm not happy about it, but you know, I'm dedicated. So you were pretty late in the year last year. So we're, yeah. it's official, everybody. The Batavia sock watches on. We're all watching Batavia's feet to see what's mm-hmm. going on. That's mm-hmm. how we know. It's weird, but we do it. That's what we do. Yeah, here. Well, I mean, this, this is, this is life, right? <laughs> Everything doesn't right. make sense. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's go to our question of the day and this is a very special question from a very special person they listen to the podcast and watch us on youtube so look that was a resounding bell i like it i'm sure some people's ears are bleeding right now but that's okay i can't even hear out of my left ear now but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) so this was on a short that i did and basically i just came on and i was like hey what are you guys planting your garden next year you know, I'm planning to do X, Y, and Z. Let me know. And they wrote, so I never grew kohlrabi 
and I have no idea how it tastes. I think from listening to your podcast, I can plant in the spring. I'm also looking to bump up on medicinal plants. And in my video, I was like, look, I did corn, didn't do so well. I'm going to do it again next year, give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And this individual says, my corn did okay, but I know I can do better for next year. So. Wait, hold on. Read that last part again. Oh, really? Yeah. You're just that much of a sucker, huh? My corn didn't do so well. My corn did okay, but I know what I can do better for next year. So this individual has like the wherewithal to just, they, they want to grow some corn and you know what? I support you in that. I'm writing this down. I know I can do better. I don't know what the person wrote, but I'm hearing it as I know I can do better next year. And that is like, put it on a t-shirt, right? As such an awesome spirit to have. I actually need that um, to be one of my post-it mantras for these next couple of weeks as I try to power through. Yeah. Is it that bad? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Well, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Let's not gloss over the question. Oh, oh yeah. 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 We got to get to it. We're already into the update. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're already, we've, we've glossed over it. Just talking about the corn. It ain't even about the corn. Hey, we know you can do better next year too. All right. We're with you. Well, we can all do better. But kohlrabi, have you had kohlrabi? I have not. Okay. So first of all, that's an issue because it's not because you didn't grow it yet. But it's because you can't get in the grocery store, really, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. Which is right? one of my favorite thing. One of my many favorite things about having a garden. I have kohlrabi in my garden right now. Yeah, I've just not too. gotten into the kitchen. Well, kohlrabi. So the question was, what does kohlrabi taste like? It's very simple and complex all in the same time. It tastes like a turnip with a slight cabbage flavor. I'm going to let that sit for a minute. Yeah, it's kind of confusing, right? Yeah, it's a turnip with a slight cabbage flavor. So basically, I want to do, oh, you should grow this for kohlrabi in the near future because it's become one of my favorite and I fought for two years to grow it. There's a lot of trial and error for me, but I finally mm-hmm. I'm getting it. I harvested it. I, har- I ate it last night, which if you stay tuned to the end, there will be a recipe that includes kohlrabi. Mm-hmm. It just happened to be that way. I guess the stars are aligned. So it does grow well in the fall and the spring. Um, it went, doesn't do well in the heat, so remember that. And I think, I think that if it gets hot and it grows, that it won't produce the... Ball, ball, bulb, whatever. I don't know yeah. what we call it. I mean, I don't know it's like it a weird, either. like hybrid thing. Like, yeah, it's like a root that's on top of the soil, right? Yeah. Without roots coming out of it, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I consider it a root crop. What do you that's, consider it as? Oh, that's wild. So, um, so it's just, I just did a video and I was doing, um, talking about, I plan on harvesting roots, right? Like I have some radishes, some carrots, uh, some parsnips, right? And I actually was showing the kohlrabi plant that I have that's long past the point of, I should have harvested it weeks ago. But I literally said, I'm just going to pretend like this is a root and harvest it when I harvest all of my roots. Mm-hmm. Um, so somehow, some way, your, like your brain combined with my brain and we had the same thought on two different days that's okay it's a beautiful thing man it happens a lot actually so just a quick note and we're not going to give all the you should grow this away for a kohlrabi but i have at this point 
two wildly different size kohlrabi plants. And I'm very interested to see ones like the size of a, a baseball, which is more ideal for harvesting, yeah. and ones like the size of a softball, uh, which is a bit overgrown. But I'm curious to see how different the taste will be. So I'm going to prepare them in the same way, maybe using the, the recipe night. that... Hmm? On the same night? Yeah, same night or morning, depending on how I feel. So maybe I'll use your recipe that you share later on. We'll see. I doubt you will for that, but that's okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's, it's not, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No. So it wouldn't be good for a taste test comparison. Why you got to okay. roll your eyes and shake your head at me for? That's I, not fair. I was very intentional on you seeing that I was rolling my eyes. I wanted I you, you were. to know. I know you that. were because you opened your eyes even bigger and tilted. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you did I, it again. Uh, I have a baseball cap on, so I wanted to make sure that the, there wasn't a glare or something that was uh, <laughs> preventing you from seeing that. So I know you're probably right, because clearly you know what the recipe is, but there's a part of me that's just like, how are you going to tell me what <laughs> I'm not going to do? <laughs> For a taste test, it wouldn't be good, but you uh, never know. Okay. But yeah, so it's it's really easy, um, you know, grow it and enjoy it. Just remember that when you cook it, it's going to be a little bit more watery mm. than a turnip. So turnips are watery than potatoes, more watery than potatoes, and kohlrabi is more watery than turnips. So just kind of keep that in mind. Yeah. And I guess that's where that cabbage flavor comes in at. You're dropping some some nuggets here, man. I'm digging it. Hey, look, I grow to cook. I grow to eat, too. So I know what I'm growing, how to cook it. But and I learned when we ate, we made it mashed one time Uh and it was like squirting through our teeth. And I was like, yeah, this is kind of gross. That was the I'm turnips like, that you you guys mashed? No, it was, well, both times we did it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's good, but the consistency is not happening. Like, <laughs> this is not going to work. So, yeah. But that being said, we're going to go take this break. This is an easy question today. And we're going to come back with a garden update. And who the hell knows what's going on in our garden? Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. One of the most common questions we get asked is, what do we use in our gardens as far as products? Well, we have an Amazon list below that if you go to, you can see all of the products that we use and like and recommend and you can buy them. And if you do, you support the podcast at no extra cost to you. So check out the link below for our Amazon store and help support the podcast and enjoy your gardens. Tell me that everything good is going on in your garden. I Everything's good in my garden. Everything's good. I mean, that's the truth of the matter. You're I mean, harvesting they're, they're, daily. Hundreds nah, of pounds of food. No, I'm using uh, my garden as like outdoor food storage at this point. No, that's you know what. Oh wait, wait. So first of all, that's awesome because I like that. I like that idea. And second of all, I forgot to make two announcements earlier. Mm. One is the t-shirt code Jolly Byg ten percent off, and two, I added two t-shirts, a his and a hers. And they're hand drawn, hand drawn mandalas by me on T-shirts. So, so I get to a point in my garden where I store it, but it takes a while to get there. And I'm surprised with as long as you have before your frost that you're already there. Yeah, you must be staying cool in the daytime. 
Mm-hmm. Spot so on. I haven't been creeping so. on your weather too much. So just to, to say that I haven't been creeping on you. So I don't really have any idea what your weather is like. I know you just had a bunch of rain, but that's it. Yeah. It's okay if you've been monitoring my weather because a good friend and a good garden and pal probably would because I'm starting to get reckless out here. Um, Are you? Yeah, man. Like, so, um, so yeah, so weather for us, um, kind of October normally is, you know, it could go either way. Like we really get cooler temps, but I told you September has been unseasonably warm. October had been as well. Um, we're now officially in fall. Our highs are in the fifties. Our lows are consistently overnight and in the forties. We've had maybe one or two days that have dipped into like 39 or something. Um, but what that's done for me in my garden, because clearly I have a bunch of things that are like true fall vegetables, a lot of leafy greens, brassicas and things. And they're unfazed, right? They're doing just fine. But some of my remaining summer crops. Yep. I still got summer sh- out there. Right. So tomatoes and peppers, they're basically kind of stalled. Right. So they're too it's too cool for them to really produce new fruit. And there, it's so cool where, you know, once we get to 50s, especially for tomatoes, those things really stop ripening, right? Yeah. So I looked back into, and I was actually monitoring it in my head. And there's a lot of stuff, you know, buzzing around up there. October 1, I looked and I had a bunch of green paste tomatoes. And it took until like October 20th. And they had been green for a good minute. So it took okay. until like October 20th for those to actually get to the point where they were showing color. Um, and so I know that's a whole big question at the beginning of the season. Like, when are my tomatoes going to turn red? This ain't that. This was like cooler temps basically had stalled these things out. We got a couple of warmer days and here we are. Um, so that's what's allowing me to kind of be lazy and leave things on the plant. But it's already backfired. That's why I said I'm being reckless. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me yeah, take a breath because that was a lot there. So I want to say that every year I pull everything out except for my peppers you know, I usually leave a pepper or two and, and they continue to produce up until about now and then they just stall. But my jalapenos, I probably have 30 or 40 jalapenos that have just been sitting on there for about a month now. And all summer they mm-hmm. were really slow, but every single year at the end of summer they take off. And it's extremely frustrating because I'm like, I'm out at this point, I'm out of my preservation mode and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And now I've got all these peppers. I'm like, damn. So I'm kind of leaving them out there as long as I can. And then I'm going to yeah. pull them in. But every year it's the same story with them. It's crazy. Yeah. Peppers have, um, I've even actually, even actually, I've actually had um, like, oh, we got a frost last night and still had some peppers in the garden. And yeah. they like, they were okay, but I didn't chance it much further, you know, so I yeah. ended up pulling those up. I think what I ended up doing actually was cutting the entire plant, putting it into like an um, empty container that a big container I had because I still wasn't ready to manage them. And ultimately yeah. that was last year. I think I ultimately brought the, it was like a 20 gallon container brought it inside and harvested that, um, the peppers off of it. But I said that, um, I was being reckless because like you said, we had, 24 hours of nonstop rain we got at least five inches so that's as high as my little rain gauge goes so it could have been more and I had red tomatoes the same tomatoes I'm talking about that took all that time to to start to get to color and I don't know if I had like a dozen maybe three or four of them split that's yep. it yep yep yeah, that's all she wrote. Do? 
Yeah. yeah. I need a, first of all, I need to get a rain gauge, but <clears throat> I need a rain gauge bad actually. But I also need the rain that you got. We yeah. haven't had rain here in like almost two months. Not anything well, I, measurable. I pause because we have one more like couple of days in a row of rain and I'm not sure what that's going to look like. Um, but uh, I mean, the saturation, you know, ugh. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's, um, I was definitely having issues in my garden with my chard because I was watering a lot. And as I watered, like I was watering a lot because I had stuff like that was getting established and I would reseed mm-hmm. and I would have stuff in seeds and my chard was just getting overwatered. And it's just, it's been on like the struggle bus for a minute yeah. and it's been like flopping over and I'm like, what the hell? And then I started reading into it and it's a number one sign of overwatering that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, what do I do? I have these chard that are really struggling, but everything else has taken off. Like screw the chard. You know what I mean? So I just keep trimming it back and hoping that like one day it'll come back. But it's been, um, you know, fall garden for me has always been a challenge because Mm -hmm. of the heat. And then, you know, in the heartbreak zone, we'll go from summer to sometimes we can even almost skip a fall, technically skip a fall. You know, Mm -hmm. I think we consider it fall, but temperature wise, it can be it can go real fast. So it's always me managing that situation. I don't know if I change this every time I say it, but this is like, I'm going to say 18, 19, 20. So this is like maybe the fourth year I've tried a fall garden. And um, for the most part, this is the first year outside of like some lettuce. I did do some lettuce and a couple of like leafy greens last year. So maybe this is the second year that I've actually planted things for fall that are doing well in the garden. Previous years, it's been I've had things that have been planted earlier in the season that also like the fall temps and probably more so like the fall temps that continue to do well because that's a difference. Right. You know, something that mm-hmm. I planted in the summer that's still living. Chard is a great example of that for me. It's very different than something that I tried to get the timing right for, for the fall season. Yeah. Um, so this year I actually have both, which is super duper cool. That is cool. So your garden, <clears throat> is it safe to say that your fall garden is bigger than previous years or? Mm. Yes. Because you're one that holds on to summer crops as long as possible, right? Like I don't tomatoes. like your tone. Well- <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, it literally got, I just got scared instantly. Yeah, I, like, saw, I was like, I what do I do? I don't what really I do? see it, but I saw it in your face. There was a stare down that I was giving you. Like, I was um, like, oh, shit. You know, it's um, I'm okay with being called on my shit. And I know that's not what you were doing, but it felt like that because let me tell you, it felt like that because I have been walking around the garden over the last week and really. And this is a part of observation. It's a part of continued learning. Right. And really looking and saying um, some of the spaces that I still have filled with summer crops. And that whole balance of how much more am I going to get? You know, again, yeah. we won't. You could probably hear this same bit of conversation in previous episodes. Um, but I look and say, like, this is the difference. There are things that I planted where I had some pretty good open space. And then some of my summer plants overshadowed what I had planted for fall. Right. Right. And so it's like these summer plants that are going on their way out basically have bogarted their way and then they've stunted the growth for my true fall vegetables. So if they hadn't been there at all, you know, great example. I have um, a one. Let's see. It's about 
maybe six feet long and about a foot and a half um, wide. So a super duper narrow bed. It's in the front yard garden. And I had two squash plants there. And then I sowed some seeds for uh, mustards. And I've gotten two squash off of those two plants, period. Two squash. And then powdery mildew affected it. And I ended up ultimately pulling it. But I pulled it so late where it's been hard to get something else sowed there, you know, to fill that space. Right. Right. And so that's a great example. And I mean, it's the continued squash trouble, too. But that's a great example of I'm still working through that timing. You know, this is only what? Oh, shit. I'm on year. I'm past year three. I'm supposed to have this figured out by now. Yeah, you are. You're delayed. No, no, no. Mm. It takes me three years to try it. So yeah. I'm just generally. I'm so you've past got that another point. three years to, let's air quote, master it. How's okay. that? We're going to give you a six year leeway. Okay. Because I was going to say that Is perhaps that I'm just. Well, I was thinking that maybe I'm just in year three of failing at this. So it could be that. No, we're going to give you a six year leeway from inception in the mind mm-hmm. all the way to. Ma- beginning the mastering phase of it so that's that's plenty of leeway i think yeah but that still makes this year six because i started it at least three years ago but okay let's hey i'll take the win i still have more years to be successful at this well look if you're not successful at it in your sixth year then just you fucked up and that's all there is to it <laughs> yeah that's the, that's kind of how i was feeling and i was hoping that maybe you'd correct me but thanks for we'll the give you a seventh year if you want i mean you know yeah i like seven seven's actually okay. my lucky number Seven's a good number. Okay, seven years. Wait. You have seven years. Hold on, wait. Oh, wait. I, I can't find the note. Where's the note that I just there wrote for the question of the day? There it is. That's why you have a notebook. <laughs> Look, it's, I dropped the whole note. Oh, sorry. I dropped the notepad on the floor. I know I can do better. Hashtag you can. It. There you go. <laughs> you can do better. Clearly, when you don't have my back and I can't count on you, there's a listener out there that fills in the gap. I always got your back, Batavia. You know that. Um, the bell rang all over what you just said. We're yeah, moving I know. on. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So, no, I, you know, there's some summer crops that I, I hold on to as well. I had, um, I had a failure of a watermelon crop this year. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say about a month ago, I was walking around and I was like, look at there. I got a little watermelon. So I like kept trying to hold it and hold it. Mm-hmm. But it's just not enough sun now. Yeah. Until the leaves fall off my trees. I know I've said it on YouTube about a thousand times, but I'm literally like, okay, the leaves need to fall. The leaves need to fall Mm -hmm. for multiple reasons. One, I want to beef up my compost pile, but two, I want the sun to come in. Yeah. And, um, you know, the other day I was like cutting the grass and I just mowed right over. I was like, whatever, I'm, I'm over it. It's not going to grow. It's just a waste of time. So, and I've, I've identified some other issues inside of my wild garden and I'm going to, if I can pull the money together, I'm going to make that change. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, it's going to stay a wild garden, but I'm going to make it a raised bed and bring in some good soil and just mm-hmm. put it in there because I have compaction issues. I have drainage issues. I have nutrient issues and I have temperament issues that I just can't, I can't deal with it anymore. It's pissing me off. So I'm just like, you know what? I know what to do. I know how to fix it and I'm going to move on. So I'm, my plan is to fill it and use it like it's supposed, like a raised bed. What is that? Oh, That's the note you that know says, I can do better. I know I can, yeah, I know I can do better. <laughs> Man, apply it again. Um, so remind me to talk sweet potatoes. Um, okay, well, why don't you talk sweet potatoes? Oh, thanks for reminding me. Okay, you're welcome. So 
great news. I'm not going to bury the lead. I harvested my sweet potatoes and I'm very, very pleased with the harvest. Um, and I'm absolutely going to year three next year. Right. So they're well, making was the, the cut. What was the poundage? That doesn't matter. That's, let's rephrase. I'm going to tell you the poundage, but let's rephrase <laughs> the way that we evaluate success. All right. So um, I study Young Ben's video for sweet potatoes so check it out on the backyard gardens youtube channel and i was like you know an archaeologist or something is that the one that you know that yeah. studies the bones and so i was brushing away the soil and that lasted what for what seems like hours yeah. and then when i finally got down to them it's like damn it and i pulled and, and broke a couple but anyway so i have about nine pounds of sweet potatoes and this is the key it is in a 36 inch round raised bed and that's the raised bed that I had that huge sunflower in so within that 36 inch round raised bed I'd say about two-thirds of it was where I planted sweet potatoes and the other piece of it was that sunflower and so what it allowed me to do is one see okay absolutely there is more growth here than there was in only the raised bed or the grow bags last year my grow bag i had one single grow bag this year and it, it produced shit you know well i mean it produced i think potatoes, i'm starting to see a pattern with grow bags no 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 i'll come back to that at some point okay. later but anywho it allowed me to see um based on this size this is what it produced Right. And so I could either be really, really happy with that kind of production next year or I could dedicate more space to it. But I have more of the formula now. And I know it seems like it's pretty logical, but I mean, it absolutely is. Slips equal potatoes equal space. I like when you did that. I have more uh, of the formula and you were like I, waving I your hand around. I thought you were telling around. me to speak this story up, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am being very animated for those that can't see me. Well, I guess you're the only one that can see me. So anywho, um, I it, when you mentioned compacted, so that soil was actually, as I was pulling it up, we had had a lot of rain. Remember, I was trying to wait. So I waited about a week after our last bout of rain. And the soil wasn't super duper um, wet, which is a good thing. But I did observe that it was a bit more compacted than probably those sweet potatoes wanted. Um, so I had some that were about half of them were nice size. They weren't like your date night sweet potatoes. And some of them were smaller. Um, and so I was thinking about as I was, you know, brushing soil away, <laughs> I was thinking about ways to make sure that I have a bit more loose soil when I plant them next year. Um, so yeah. super duper pleased. Sweet potatoes make the cut. White potatoes are still to be determined. Actually, they made the cut too because I made some executive so I'm, decisions. I'm glad you brought up loose soil because... Last year, I planted in the wild garden the sweet potatoes like I wanted to, mm -hmm. like it was designed for. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't have a great harvest. Mm -hmm. And it, I've known every time I go out there, the soil is very hard to get my hands in. And so I've, I've noticed that every single time I go out there and I'm like, well, what the hell? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it just leads me to believe that there's that and you, when you said that it kind of triggered in my mind which I had been thinking about as well but I was like maybe that's really been an issue because I plant them in this damn bed mm -hmm. and you saw what I got this year I mean I'm thrilled to death you couldn't mm -hmm. you can't tell me nothing like I'm a sweet potato farmer son like I'm proud what was your so, poundage I really don't care but it seems the fair to ask I, I think uh we got 35 pounds ah, that's out of it so um we were very happy with that but 
you know, the the soil, like I can stick my hand all the way down to the bottom and scoop mm-hmm. it up with that with no issue. My other one, I'm like, you yeah. know, and I've I've turned it and turned it and added to it. And I just, you know, I, it comes to a point where I'm like, all right, I'm throwing in the towel. Like, yeah. I think it's just time for me to do to make the step but at the same time you know i have to do a cost analysis as well because it might be cheaper for me just to get a damn tiller and go in there and till the hell out of it Mm. and i know Mm. i have a tiller available to me i can borrow but i really don't want to do that yeah so i I haven't figured out the the how i really believe that this is the combination of um there are a couple of other spots that were potential spots for sweet potatoes this year Right. And so I'm going to take a look at what that soil looks like compared to the soil that I'm actually planting in. I have spots in my garden where the soil is heavier, if you will, than others. Like I I know what those are. Um, And if I don't know, I'm reminded once I get to like, you know, amending the beds. Um, But you just don't know, like how heavy is too heavy. Um, So, you know, this is the I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Totally cut you off. Rude as hell. No, that's okay. I was talking to um, some folks at work and I commented about how sometimes my sometimes I'm talking like straight off the top of my head and my thoughts trail off and it's hard to tell that it's the end of my sentence. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess if you were doing that, then I'll go ahead. Yeah. So this is the third year for the wild garden. And I knew the first year was going to be rough. The second year was tough. And the third year, now this year, I'm kind of like, you know what? Everything that I'm getting out of my garden, my main four or now five beds are really supporting me. Like, I haven't even untapped the potential inside of those beds. Mm. And it's frustrated me this year because I'm like, I keep having stuff grow. And I'm like, it's growing, it's growing, but it's just not doing it. And, you know, I got really sandy soil. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I'm just, I'm, I'm, it's a constant, and this is, so it's a really big deal for me to say that I'm thinking very seriously about making it raised bed and I can't do, so what I'll end up losing space if I make it a raised bed. Yeah. Cause I yeah. can't have it so big in a raised bed. Yeah. Cause I can't get in it to work. So, yep. but when I say that, I'm, I'm now I'm thinking out my problem on air for everybody to hear. So be beware of that. But if I take away that space, I'm still not losing anything because I'm not really getting as good of a harvest out of my big space. Mm-hmm. So if I have a quality smaller space, then mm-hmm. I will actually be getting more. Right. Yep. Does that make sense? It does because I, um, I was looking at recently the front yard garden. So um, you look at the front yard garden every time we talk. Yeah, but well, yeah, I, I see do. a profile of you. Like I don't even know what the front of your face looks like. I just know what the side of your face looks I like. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to soak it all up for all the all the way up into the point where it doesn't look like that anymore. Yeah, and then they're just dreams of what will be. You know, um, but you know, it's very. Um, it's very designed, if you will, right? And so I don't think I thought about this. People have asked me about it, but I really didn't like think much of it. Um, no, no, no. No one's asked me about it that I can remember. I've seen people comment on why would you like build a structure? Why do you why are you guys putting wood around dirt, right? We may have even talked about this before here. Um, and I would have needed to bring in some soil based on especially if I wanted to have success in the first year or two when I dug up the front yard garden. Mm -hmm. So soil would have needed to be brought in, but I didn't need to build anything out really. Right. Right. So there are a couple of reasons. There was aesthetic 
Lee, I wanted to, it to, to look nice based on it being the front yard garden. Um, not that you have to have something super pretty in the front yard, but I wanted something that, you know, my neighbors couldn't like contest. It's beautiful. You love it. Um, but and it also is higher, right? So yeah. while animals can get to it, it's a little bit more challenging. But my point when bringing it up all the way around is I was thinking about how much more space I could have gotten if I yeah. didn't build these structures, how much more planting space, right? Um, and right. it was maybe more than even just a moment I was thinking about it, right? Like I'm not changing it in the near future, but there is that moment of this could be a more um, efficient space, if I would have planned it differently, right. um, all in all, I'm super duper happy with it. But I, I, that's the reason why I hear exactly what you're saying, because I have had these thoughts recently. I'm on the other side of it, though. You're thinking about doing it. I've done it. Now I'm thinking about what if I didn't do it? Yeah. And I think, you know, me doing because this is the first time I've ever done an in-ground garden myself. Um, and then, you know, in our in my area where it's so sandy, mm-hmm. I mean, the water like I have my crops out there and they're just they're wilting constantly because the Mm -hmm. water is just it just goes right through yeah so but you know if i build the raised and this is a really in my mind an argument for having a raised bed is you can do that raised bed add your soil in and you're good you know you basically you know what you're working with Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. what it is so um and i think you know for me it it, it'll break down into like an efficiency of like my compost usage Mm -hmm. and knowing what to use and stuff like that so and i know that if i build that bed like i know what it will produce like i know it will produce next year and it will be my wife will probably kill me because we already get so much out of five beds and then if i add another four beds in that are going to produce like that she's going to be like what the hell are you doing like we don't have time for this so yeah 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 okay i'm doing it (laughs) (laughs) um anything to make the wife mad she doesn't listen to every episode so she won't hear that i was on the other side of this she's not allowed to listen to any episode because i want her to be your friend okay yeah because i don't want to be associated (laughs) with that decision but it's it's super interesting because um a part of the reason why I said I'm using the garden as kind of like outdoor storage mm-hmm. is because I've been struggling with time now, right? So yeah. I could have clearly have gotten so much food off of the, especially the summer crops and pull those plants if I wanted to leave them, if I didn't want to pull them or whatever have you. Um, and it really kind of, again, and I'm going to talk about it every time I want to talk about it, right? That's not to you. That's kind of to myself um, as I'm trying to self-edit. Um, I keep on thinking about... That's weird that you did that, but that's okay. I support it. Yeah. That, that I actually said it out loud. That's, yeah. that's one more of my thoughts that really probably should have stayed in my head. Um, but I am like going through and thinking about what's most useful to me in my garden, you know, the food that I'm growing, what's most useful, what's most manageable. Right. You know, so again, a part of this is for now eating and a part of this is for eating later. What's easier for storage, right? Um, Storage and preservation. I didn't pull my roots up. I plan on doing it on Saturday before the rain and I didn't do it because I wasn't prepared to store all of the roots. And I mean, I don't have like 50 pounds of roots or anything, um, but I have enough to be able to figure out, all right, what are you going to eat fresh this week? What are you going to put in the bin? And I didn't have time between Saturday afternoon and the end of Saturday to be able to figure that piece out. Um, So what 
it led me to was really, as I consider again, because we're always revising, right? My next year plan, maybe it isn't the end of the world that I got like 20 some pounds of potatoes, white potatoes. Maybe it isn't the end of the world that I got 10 pounds of sweet potatoes. If I would have had 10 more pounds, we'd have had sweet potato pies. Now I'm not going to use those sweet potato pies because I want to enjoy the harvest a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, Oh, you know what? Before we get off the subject of sweet potatoes, um, I do want to say that mine are, as of the recording of this, the day's date is 1026. Uh, If you go back and you look at my YouTube channel, at the YouTube channel where I said that, hey, I was curing potatoes, I'm just now stopping today curing them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So today is the last. So that's how long that I cured them. So if anybody has any questions about that, that's how you can find out because I left them out there as long as I could because I really wanted to get them nice and sweet and creamy. Mm-hmm. So when I cook them, they just bubble over and yeah. <clears throat> my son, we, we, we cooked one the other day and it was effing delicious. Wow. And he was like, daddy, I was like, yes, son. He was like, eat the sweet potato like the man in the Kung Fu movie. And I was like, okay, because that's how I eat them. I just eat them, like pick them up and bite them whole. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. ba- you know? And he was like, that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's, uh, what did he say? That's the toad style. And I was like, whatever, you know, he's seven. So he <laughs> says whatever comes to his mind. He's got zero filter. Yeah. Yeah. I, so. um, sometimes I'm uncomfortable about how you make comparisons to David and I, either directly or indirectly. Because what you just described, what he was saying, what comes to his mind is exactly what I've been saying for the last 30 minutes about me. Well, I can't really say anything to that, but yeah. <laughs> I actually have been trying to channel my childhood a little bit more, so there we are. Um, but in all seriousness, um, I do. I, sweet potato pies will be made this month in November, right? And I know it sounds like, wait a minute, you're going to buy sweet potatoes to make sweet potato pies. Um, if you make sweet potato pies, you know, you add a lot of things to it. Sugar, yeah. milk, butter, you know, other seasonings. And I really want to be able to enjoy the pureness of the sweet potatoes from my garden. And I don't have enough to be able to do both. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. If you're going to add all that bullshit to it, you might as well use the stuff from the store. That was a quick way of saying it, but your way was very poetic and I liked it. Yeah, I know. I felt like I'm a special kind of special. And then you started talking about the bullshit that I'm adding to it, which I mean, at the end of the day, that's what I'm trying to say too. (laughs) If I'm not going to be able to taste the sweet potatoes in the sweet potato pie. (laughs) Then you're done. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be from the store in that case. Yeah. I've, um... You know, and when I do the white potatoes this year, so I have to plant my white potatoes in February. Mm -hmm. So if I take and I make those raised beds beforehand, it's going to be super easy to plant them and grow them and just pile the dirt back on. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of now now I'm really excited about doing it. Wait, so are you thinking about getting um, soil delivered, dirt delivered this year? Are you thinking about getting it delivered early next year? No, uh, before February. Okay. I'll do. I, pro- I usually do that kind of stuff in January, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> just because it's it you know it fills my time, mm-hmm. and it gives me it, everything is usually cleared out at that point. So I got like a clean slate and I can look at it. So it's really worth it for me to just go ahead and, and do it then. And your uh, soil, the existing soil, isn't frozen at that point, right? No, we, our soil okay. doesn't. I mean, it, it freezes and thaws, but it doesn't stay frozen. Yeah. That was just one more opportunity for me to highlight the difference of our gardens and more so, oh, woe is me, the struggle of my, you know, frozen solid dirt by January. But okay, yeah, I mean, I remember when I lived in New England, it was like there was no dirt. 
Mm-hmm. You were just, it was gone, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. December and that was it. You didn't see yeah. it. And if you did see it, it that bitch was hard. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Solid. So, yeah. Yeah. Solid so as a rock, 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 rock. <laughs> Did you not pick up on the song? Let me finish. Good night. Look, we can't do that. We don't have the uh, the IP for that. So. Oh, maybe a good point. But di- wait, there's no one that would really hear that version and connect it to the original version. Who knows? They might. They might be like, that is a dead ringer. <laughs> no, I do want to give an update on my kale. So mm-hmm. I called Batavia a couple days ago and I said, look, I've been growing curly kale for... I think this is my, it was my fifth year this spring growing curly kale. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm done. And I think I even said it on here. And you talked me into Tuscana, dinosaur kale, Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. Tuscan kale, dinosaur kale, and what was the other one? Lacinato kale, all of that stuff. If you you see any of those names, get it. It's all the same. It's all the same, right? Mm -hmm. So anyways, I harvested it. I'm back in, I'm back in the kale game. Like, I'm good. Like, that curly kale, I do not ever want to see that shit again. I'm all set. But this stuff, yes, I'm in. And I'm just now, like, it's crazy. As soon as the temperatures broke, like, it's Mm -hmm. been in my garden for a while, and I hadn't harvested it. Mm -hmm. As soon as the temperatures broke, they quadrupled in size in, like, a week. It was crazy. Like, they just, they're like, I'm happy. This is what I want. And they just exploded. So, yeah. if I can only get the ones in the greenhouse to do the same thing, we'll be good. (laughs) I have this saying, um, and I've said this before because I remember you telling me what it was, and I still can't remember what it was, but imitation crab meat and then actual crab meat, they're so different that yeah. it shouldn't even be called imitation crab meat. And so these kale varieties are just so different where I struggle with that they're both called kale. There are a bunch of other varieties out there too, um, yeah. but they are wholly different. So I'm glad that you like um, the Lacinato Tuscan and whatever the other name is that was dinosaur. dinosaur kale. Yeah. Yeah. I told David it was dinosaur because it made it cooler and yeah. he'll eat it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I was I was impressed and I was happy with it and it now has a place in my garden. You know, one that la- it, this is the year of of um, comeback kids. Mm-hmm. There's been a number of vegetables that I'm like you're on that on the cutting block. Yeah. And then they come back bang, you know. So I was just out there earlier and I noticed that my radishes, another comeback kid, are just, they're filling up. They're getting good. Um, I do have one variety of radish that I was not overly impressed with, but that's for a different day. Yeah. That was the uh, red meat radishes I was telling you about. Remember we talked about that? Watermelon. Yeah, watermelon. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. It was boo-boo. So. Yeah, There's I um, I may have let my radishes go a little. It's such a bad habit of mine. Like I harvest a lot of um, overgrown food, but it goes back to my previous comments, right? Like um, I have harvested some radishes right at twenty five days. And I mean, let's just be realistic. There's only so much flavor in a radish, <laughs> but the um, the plant itself is very different at 25 days than it is at, you know, 50 days. Um, and so, but it's a part of the learning experience. I know now in my head, it's, it's filed away when I prefer to harvest, insert that vegetable. And yeah. that part, like that excites me. I love being able to, you know, recognize that for myself, Um what I prefer in the garden because it's sometimes we say like when someone asks when to harvest a thing you know we kind of reference all right what does it look like the size in the store right and in some cases that's spot on but in other cases 
like we know the whole chain and how things are, are harvested before their time. Um, yeah. So you really want to be able to determine for yourself, like when do you like that vegetable? Well, and the right? thing is too, that's so important is like, well, I mean, you basically said it is it's you're growing it to your flavor profile. Mm-hmm. So there's some stuff that you grow that you're supposed to grow immature. Maybe when you get this kohlrabi that's the size of a softball, you might be like, yeah, this is way better. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. this more. And then you'll know, you know, yeah. and it's so I think that's one of the cool things about it is you're deciding when your food is ready and it meets your fla- flavor profile. Yep. You know, like if you want a spicy radish, let it get spicy and yep. you'll have a spicy radish. I am um, speaking of like wholly different kale, Russian kale, which I comment around about because it's um I comment a lot about it because it's very prolific. And I realized this year, I know I've grown it a bunch of years. I realized this year I really prefer it younger. And that's not my story. I generally like kind of those kind of hardier greens. I like them once they've gotten a bigger size and all of that. But Russian kale, I'm convinced now I've had it, you know, when it's much younger and I've had it when the leaves are much larger. So younger would be, you know, I don't know, whatever you would see like baby spinach at maybe a little yeah. bit bigger than that and then full size for me is probably the size of anyone's hand right besides a kid right so it's the size yeah. of any adult's hand or larger right and i'm pretty comfortable with saying i don't like it once it's that well i won't say i like i prefer it let's say it that way when it's a bit younger um right so i mean it's but you kind of have to have it both ways to know that right yeah. now the last thing i wanted to say about that because i keep on forgetting is one of the joys in now committing to a fall garden, committing to a spring garden, committing, recommitting to a summer garden is some of these vegetables I'm able to taste at different times and specifically when there's different weather impacts. Yeah. Right. Um, so that it brings me joy because it just reminds you of, of nature and and how you know this whole thing is bigger than us right let me let me go there for a minute um and like it's hard to get tired of things when quite literally they will taste different same vegetable can yep. taste different now i ain't talking about those sweet collards that folks be talking about i ain't talking about that you know <laughs> but what um, sweet collards never yeah, seen them yeah i don't i'm not buying that uh, <laughs> we have to figure out a way to test it i need to test it yeah. I got collards. I can start eating them now, but then I won't remember the flavor. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And then even, even if you were to like freeze them, it's still like that's wholly changed. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so. it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to do it. I need to figure it out because the whole sweet collards thing bothers me. Now, I do want to go back to the curly kale for a second. Real quick, um, wh- I heard a breakdown, like a scientific breakdown down on the why, which seemed logical, but I can't remember it exactly. So we'll come back to that one day later. Yeah, one day we'll have a whole episode about cold and sweet no, greens or something stupid. No. It won't. sounds like something that would be fun. No. It'd be fun to get on there and just talk crap about it the whole time. Nope, not fun. <laughs> Not signing on to it. <laughs> but, I mean, because we do give Leonard a vote. So, I mean, I could be outvoted here. You could be. We'll see. Leonard's Curly like, kale. yeah, right. Yeah, Curly <laughs> kale. So, I've no, um, you know, for years when I grew it, I was like, man, my kale's always small. My kale's always small. And um, it turns out I was growing dwarf curly kale all these years. 
and then I grew this kale and like my garden is looks fuller and it it has the visual appeal that I want this year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like visually the all the radishes which you know I've got basically a radish farm going on and all of the you know the lettuce is in a group and the kales are all lined up in the back and it's got all the textures and they're all full and it just it's like the first year in 10 years that I've like actually had like one of my beds looks like it's supposed to you know what I mean like in my head when I think of a healthy garden I actually have that look so it makes me very uh pleased now on the other token the other hand are you tearing up keep on talking go ahead I'm fine (laughs) so on the other hand on one of my other beds, my broccoli, it's, it grew weird and got tortured looking, but it's all, <laughs> it's again, it's one of those things where like everything is just really filling in very nicely. And I don't know what happened to make it. Well, I do know what happened. I kind of gave it a lot of fertilizer and redid <laughs> the soil and added compost and mulch and everything else. But you, as I go through and I look at it, I'm just like, wow, it really impresses me. I I mean, honestly, I impressed myself this year because I'm like, I did exactly what I wanted to do in the heat and everything is looking, if it doesn't taste good, damn it, at least it looks good. (laughs) And that makes me happy because it's been, you know, that curly kale shit, like I always see everybody else's kale and I'm like, why hasn't mine looked like that? You know, because it really fills in your garden and it gets so big. And so now that I have it, I'm like, all right, I'm good. You know, it's, I'm happy. Write it down, everybody. Ben's happy. Can't be quiet. You got to talk. No, man. Just let it go. <laughs> first off, you want like them to hear the frog in my throat, right? <laughs> <laughs> Second, um, you absolutely know when you push the buttons. And um, third, there's sometimes there are things. So I'm very comfortable with, you know, the way that I'm able to express myself. And there are not many right. times where I don't have the words. Sometimes I have many more words. Uh, but then there are moments like just now when you describe something that's been in my head and either I haven't been able to figure out how to articulate it or maybe I've just not been comfortable because it it, it sounds a certain way. But the fullness that you were talking about of the garden and kind of you have this in your mind of what you want this to look like, because we are first and foremost growing food, period. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and we are also um, trying to achieve a certain thing. And that fluctuates. It can be, you know, a certain look, a certain feel. And you hit the nail on the head when it came to my fall garden. It's been funny because at this time of year, things have, are so died out normally in my garden. And there's a yeah. part of like literally darkness that comes with that. Right. It washes over me. I fight it. And this year, and every year I want to plant flowers because I believe that will like refresh me in my garden. And I just never get around to it. Right. right. And so basically at this time, I'm looking at most times, uh, you know, kind of dead vines. And then it's like, let's make the whole trip to clear the space because that's what I choose to do at the end of the season. But this year it's been so different. Um, and so that fullness, you know, that life right because there's still energy i talked about tomatoes kind of being stalled but those are tomatoes right i'm talking think about all the other things my collards you know the spinach and the radishes like there's still such an opportunity to see new life and then there's that opportunity especially for these fall vegetables to go from 
it's curly kale. I know how you feel about that, but it's the same idea of that fullness started right. with these transplants and like in 30 days, you kind of see this thing kind of bustling, you yeah. know, and it just, it brings me great joy. I am happy to uh, yeah. so write it down. Yeah. And I mean, it's just something that I've been striving for, for years. And I just, I feel like I always missed the mark mm-hmm. somehow. And it's mm-hmm. like, it all fell in the place. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, everything was planted at the right times. You know, the research kind of paid off. Yeah. Talking on here for 158,000 hours this year mm-hmm. paid off. <laughs> you know, it's just like all of it kind of all came together. Yeah. And when I stood back and looked at it, I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, who cares about pathways? Yeah. It's all about this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I'm happy for you, too. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, and it's it's funny, too, because it's just trying new varieties. You know, I've tried a lot more varieties this year and stepped out of my bounds. Or in the past couple of years, I've tried different varieties of different things. And some things did well. Some things didn't. And, you know, some things are going away and some things aren't. And, you know, the kale was a good thing because I was like. I'm not ready to cut off like one of the major producers mm-hmm. for winter, you know, yeah. especially for me, like I can grow kale all winter almost like yeah. mostly. So to cut it out completely would kind of hurt the production and, you know, the value of the garden for the winter. And so to find something that has a different variety that has a different texture, a different growth pattern, a different height, a different color, mm-hmm. and honestly, a different flavor is amazing. You know, even though it's still a kale. Yeah, this is normally, up, so I'll let you guys in on something. This is normally a subject matter that I would um, discuss with young Ben, like offline, right? And I already know, <laughs> I already hear you in my head. And so because I already know how the conversation is going to go, I'm just going to share it on, on air here. There was, um, I was thinking about the sweet potatoes and then I was thinking about some of the other vegetables and I kind of felt, this is me in my own head. I was starting to feel kind of wishy-washy. And I was thinking about like, you know, I'm going to go back because I feel like like I don't want to continue to give like a contradicting message. Right. But then I would say to myself, sometimes these episodes are almost like a diary, a garden diary. Right. You know, and they're capturing the feeling in the moment. Right. And so as I was sitting and saying, I'd already said, depending on what happens with my sweet potatoes. Right. But then immediately I thought, you know, a part of this is adventure so to speak for me and maybe that's not the right word that I want to use right now um discovery maybe that's a bit better and more descriptive and so a part of that you have to be able to try new things try things in different places try things in different times and I at that time gave myself a pass with saying all right yeah you're absolutely going to give Year three for sweet potatoes. I'd already decided it before I dug them up for sweet potatoes. And when I dug up the sweet potatoes, I decided we're going to give white potatoes one more year, right? We're going to give them year three. And the voice in my head, which was yours, was, it's your garden. Do what the fuck you want. You know, yeah. don't worry about signing wishy-washy or being wishy-washy. Um, so I appreciate that conversation that we just had. Thank you. Yeah, well, and I mean, I, you're welcome. And I, I, I want you to hear this. And I want actually, I want every single person listening to hear this. This isn't politics. You're mm-hmm. allowed to change your mind. And yeah, you mm-hmm. might be flip flopping, but that's okay because you're. It's a thought process, and we're all going through it. And as we see things, we are allowed to be indecisive because it's a big decision to tie up a 
a bed for a hundred plus days yeah. for something that you don't know. Like it is okay to flip flop and it is okay for you and I to come on here for all these people to hear us flip flop back and forth. Like I am not apologizing for it at all because it's my garden <laughs> and I don't know half the time what I want to put in. Like I make a plan, but I flip flop out of that plan constantly. Like yeah. nobody sees how many times I have my plan made and I go back and I change it or I delete it and start over or you know, I'm like, oh, wait, let me add this other bed in here that I'm going to build. And, you know, it's just everything gets kind of crazy. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it drives me crazy when people are like, well, that person flip flops. I'm like, well, no, they're just kind of educating themselves mm-hmm. and you're allowed to change your mind. Like in 10 years from now, it's a possibility. It's not saying it's going to happen, but Tavis, so don't freak out and don't yell okay. at me when I say this. Mm-hmm. We might sit on this show because, you know, in 10 years, we're going to have 58,000 episodes. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you might say, you know what? I'm not growing tomatoes anymore. I'm done. And just total flip flop. And that's OK. I knew I knew you were going to do that. Yeah, I'm, I knew I'm sorry. It. I didn't. I couldn't make out those words. <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> But I mean, and that's okay. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think, um, so, um, just one more comment around that for me and it was the moment of balance. So there are actually two more comments. One is, um, the garden can absolutely elicit emotions, right? Yes. Right. Well, even taking this stuff back further, food absolutely does that. Right. So the garden elicits emotions. And so you can actually probably plot out the timing of things right feeling a certain way about a certain thing at a certain time in the growing season and then there's this you know much more thankfulness much more gratefulness as this thing winds down Mm -hmm. i don't even know if i want to go to my second point because i don't know if i can hold it together enough do it do it (laughs) you told Um, everybody yeah so then so and that's fair and it's I'm so thankful because without spending this time actually talking about, hearing about your garden, hearing about other people's gardens, talking about my own, um, sometimes we're slower to come to the realization, right? Yes. So there's there's that. But then there's also this balance of, as we came out of the August challenge, like feeling the need to be as productive as possible and as diverse as possible. And there still is that that's still a overarching theme and, and focus point for me, but it also is really valuing the thing that you're getting from that garden. So I can look at, I still have white potatoes in my cabinet right now. When I harvest those in August, Right. So we're closing out of October. And so it's not like I'm eating 10 pounds of white potatoes a a week or something, you know, so I still have white potatoes to last me. And while I am going to change some things when I grow there, it really is like, especially for a small grower like I am take the win right like what if i only grew in that 36 inch space for sweet potatoes like that's a nice harvest to be able to eat a couple of sweet potatoes you know a night a week for the next several weeks you know next couple of months even and look at how little that i gave up if you will for my garden space and my garden design right right? now i'm gonna go much bigger next year because that's how i roll but (laughs) but there's um, always an option and it's good to think that way and you might change your mind by then too absolutely you might go back and forth and be like you know what i'm gonna stick it back in a grow bag Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. i'm gonna have it climb up my trellis or something you know who knows but there's all kinds of options so and for the record i don't eat sweet potato leaves so everybody please stop telling me to eat my sweet potato leaves like i don't like it and i don't want to do it so just stop suggesting it to me please 
Like, I love you guys and I appreciate your input, but like, I got so many people saying like, eat the sweet potato leaves. I don't want to. Okay. Thank you. I do too. And please continue to tell me. So this is when you have to realize who's Batavia. So if you're typing to the Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, just put my name there. Yeah. Because yeah, I need yeah, to yeah. be reminded uh, to eat the sweet potato leaves. I forget until they're at the point where they're really not edible. You know, yeah. Once they've turned. Um, I did just quickly want to say I'm actually um, going further with grow bags. I think it's absolutely all about the thing you grow in them. Um, yeah. So stay tuned for that next year. I mentioned I'll come back around to that. So that's all I'll say about that. So we have an option. I'm going to give you an option live on the air. We can continue this conversation because I'm thoroughly into it and make this to two part series or I can go straight to the uh, recipe of the day. Your choice. Tick tock. Go to the recipe of the day, Um, but we're going to come back to this conversation. I'm just, I I just, I need, I feel like I'm dehydrated. I feel like I really need to do a big blow of my nose and (laughs) we need to do that. Okay. So we'll be right back everybody with the recipe of the day featuring me, the recipe of the day. A lot of y'all asked, how can you help support the backyard gardens podcast? Well, we have been busy and we have created a t-shirt line just for the gardener. To visit our shop, go to the link in the show notes and check out the t-shirts and other goodies we have. Now, these are super special t-shirts designed just for the gardener. So enjoy. Thank you for supporting the Backyard Gardens podcast. And we'll see you guys after the harvest. Okay, so I actually um, just kind of started cooking some stuff last night and it turned out really good. And I started off saying this is going to be a cowboy burrito. So we took and I chopped up an onion. I water sauteed it. And then I sauteed um, mushrooms with that. Give it a little bit of salt and pepper. Bada bing, bada boom. Then I took my kohlrabi and I sliced it into about I, I sliced it pretty thin because it was going to give a crunchy flavor mm-hmm. and so then I added that in as well once everything was softening up I added that in added a little bit of water to it just to kind of give it a quick steam then I added my oil let the oil heat up in the pan and I added I used um fake chicken strips mm-hmm. you can use chicken whatever you want to use um, my goal I thought that I had some um, plant-based beef chunks that I was going to put in but I did not so I used chicken strips but do note that I would have used beef chunks mm-hmm. and I cooked those in there I browned them I put a little bit of uh, smoked paprika in it if you don't have smoked I just use regular paprika and then a little bit of garlic I, I really was thinking in my mind when I made this that I was a cowboy so it's super simple um, I put salt and pepper on it, cooked it, and then I added a couple, uh, probably like a quarter teaspoon of liquid smoke because I'm not cooking on an open fire, but I wanted that flavor mm-hmm. and I put in there. And then, um, at this point you can do a number of things. Okay. You can add any kind of vegetable you want. I could not physically put my hands on my peas I harvested from my garden, so I could not get them in. But I was able to put about five handfuls of spinach in, cook it mm. down. I would have used my kale if I would have gone out and gotten it, but I did not. Um, cook that down. Then I put barbecue sauce in it. And to be specific, 
Um, well, they don't pay me, so you can use whatever barbecue sauce you want. <laughs> but um, I use a sugar-free barbecue sauce, and then I took a cheddar cheese and put that on top and let that you know melt. Once it melted, put it into a warm tortilla, and bam, you got a cowboy burrito made by yours truly. I can taste it. You can? I can. It was good. It was pretty mm-hmm. good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the problem was the uh, the spinach came out hot as fire. So, <laughs> but you know the whole family ate it, and with the chicken, it was good. But I would have liked to really have used uh, beef chunks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. plant based beef chunks. That is, don't confuse yourselves, people. Yeah, nicely done. I'm yeah. absolutely going to use both of my kohlrabi and, and taste test it with that recipe. Are you? No, I don't feel I'm like not. it would be a good one. Yeah. And, no, and then, so the kohlrabi definitely gave a little crunch. So you want to cut it thin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be very aware. And since we're on the subject of kohlrabi, you cut it, cut the leaves off. And then what I did is I just kind of cut it into a square. So I cut all of the outside yeah. skin off of it. I, I was trying to be real quick. And then I cut it in half, half, slice, slice, slice. And then cut the slices in half and put that in and it gave it a good little um a rooty flavor i would say earthy mm-hmm, flavor mm-hmm, so yeah but that crispness crispness also puts me in the mind of like uh potatoes like yeah, how you that I mean, was you the idea yeah you didn't deep fry it which you know i wouldn't expect you to have with this recipe but there is some you know i'm gonna anytime you're gonna wrap a shell around something i'm about a taco or a burrito with everything yeah. and it just reminded me to use some of my potato harvest for that purpose um, well if i was on the range i would have <laughs> potatoes in my bag but i'm not on the range and you know what i'm a different kind of cowboy i'm wanted dead or alive and i got a kohlrabi on my saddle so holla back uh is that is this the feeling you have when i go super corny like yeah what i just it felt? makes you it's cringy yeah okay okay yeah 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 okay yeah, that's it makes exactly you like almost throw up in your mouth a little bit mm-hmm, yeah that's mm-hmm. yeah uncomfortable like you want to just basically edit that part out because you're embarrassed that other people will hear your friends speaking that way yep yeah mm-hmm. yeah you're like embarrassed for me yeah yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. you just you gotta own it you gotta yeah. own it. you gotta be weird like that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got to be weird like that. So, um, what was your judgment call on this? Are we ending it or are we continuing it? No, we. we I feel like I need to like um, you need to hydrate. Okay. Yeah, I, well, there's okay. a lot there. There. Um, yeah. So, so as you, so, let's just do this. As you guys can see, there's a lot going on in the garden, but this conversation never ever ends. Everybody, it just keeps mm-hmm. going and going because there's so much that we can uncover and really, I mean, we're trying to crack the code of gardening and damn if it ain't difficult. So I'm just, so if you made it this far, be prepared for me to have gone to get another cup of coffee and then for Ben and I to pick this conversation up because that could very well happen. And you may hear this (laughs) on another episode. So you may, um, you may. Yeah. But um, everybody, you know, I want to know what's going on in your gardens, especially now. Like we've seen your summer gardens, mm-hmm. but um, share them with the crew. So DM us a picture at Backyard Gardens TV. We would love to see that. Uh, use hashtag BYG podcast if you just want us to share something in our stories. But um, we would really like to actually post it so everybody can see it and you guys can communicate back and forth. Um, a special shout out to all of our patrons. Without you, we cannot keep the show going. Thank you very much. And anything else that we need to tell everybody? Make sure you're growing all of the things we talked about in this last mini-sode series. Yeah. Like, 
yeah. do it. Like stop, stop playing around. Do it or plan to do it next year. We're depending yeah. on you. Yeah. And and also everybody, I haven't even cleared this with Batavius. I'm going out on a limb. There is some serious talk with us about um, bringing the show back onto YouTube at some portion. So let us know if you would like to see our shining faces on YouTube at some point. Um, we did it before and we didn't, it was a little early in the game, I believe. <laughs> and we want to know, like, if you're going to, if you want to see it, let us know. And we will definitely take it into consideration. We're debating back and forth. It's been a ferocious debate, but we won't air that one right now. So, <laughs> yeah, the amount of like tissue and reapplication. Oh, I don't wear makeup much, but reapplication of I don't know what, but like, I wear makeup. So, yeah, to the levels of adjustments I'd have to make to pull myself together. Cause I mean, I, I'm a wreck right now. But I don't sound that way because I'm cool like that. Um, But I'd be okay with being vulnerable and for you all to see, you know, my (laughs) watermarks (laughs) on my face. (laughs) Might be dry heaving, you know, because there's an ugly cry. Like we're we're, we're teetering onto that, like with this last episode. We haven't had that yet. We haven't had the ugly cry yet. It was close. I'm I'm debating. I'm I'm trying not to have that happen. So. Everybody, thank you so much for being a part of the crew. Thank you so much for being a gardener. Uh, stay safe. Be strong. Check out our mini-sode series, What You Would Grow. And uh, until next time. See ya. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your posts and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow from change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.